Welcome to another live episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E, and I'm excited for my next guest. She has an amazing story. I'm just, let's get her on the show. Welcome to the show, Danielle Matthews. Let me get you in. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> hey there. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no. Thank you for being a guest. It's, it's my pleasure. Like I said, you have an amazing story. So I'm excited for you to share it with everyone. Um, give me one second. Hold on. All right. I had to restart my computer for some reason earlier. It was giving me issues with uh, the camera and everything. But <laughs> all right. So can, can you share with us the moment when, because um, for people who don't know, you you overcame something very, very serious. So tell us a little something about, about yourself. Well, if we just jump right into the heart of it, uh, I was hit by a drunk driver when I was uh, 23. And uh, that car accident caused me to have an injury to my brain that just pulled me from life. So life I, that I had known um, pretty much stopped. I was having really hard times concentrating. Uh, I couldn't focus for more than 10 minutes. I was dealing with really severe migraines, uh, sensitivity to noise and light that uh, was unbelievable. I mean, if you think about just natural light um, coming in through the windows, like, you know, I have now I'm sitting in a sunroom. But that used to feel like somebody was shining a flashlight in my eye. It felt so intense. And it was the same with noise. Everything was coming in at the same level. And my brain couldn't kind of siphon out and say, pay attention to this. Don't pay attention to that. So I found myself um, unable to work and having to move back in with my family to focus fully on trying to get myself healthy. And uh, the medical community, the neurologist that I was seeing, didn't really have a lot of options with my type of injury. They said I had a mild traumatic brain injury, which I've, ever since the diagnosis, I've always kind of laughed at because I thought that's an oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> like, how can this thing be mild? Uh, but on the scale of brain injury, I mean, I was fortunate in that I didn't have a bleed. I wasn't having to relearn how to talk or walk, but I was still having such severe issues that it was, you know, stopping me from living life. And um, what ensued was transformative. I mean, it brought me to my knees in a lot of ways, uh, severe depression and anxiety. I mean, I, I lost the person that I thought I was and, you know, my ability to kind of show up in the world and all the things my ego mind, you know, would tell you is, is who Danielle is. And, uh, I really started to question, you know, why am I here and what is the purpose of all of this? And, you know, why is this happening? Um, and at my one year appointment with my doctor, you know, he told me this would be my new normal. He actually gave me kind of the, the sentencing, if you will. He said, Danielle, you know, your body's done the healing it's going to do from this type of injury. And, um, you know, this is just your new normal and you need to shape your life around your symptoms. So can, can you share that moment when you made the decision to defy what your, what your doctor was telling you and, and pursue your own path to recovery? Like what inside you told you that what he was telling you wasn't correct? I, you know, I call it my higher self. People have different names for it, but for me, it was like something within me literally said, he's fired. <laughs> You're going to get well. And I like, I didn't verbalize it. Like, I wish I had, but I didn't verbalize it. I just, you know, my, I went in to try to like convince him that like he was wrong, which is like a ridiculous thing for a patient to have to do. But I, I had a book in my bag at the time that was called uh, brain that changes itself. And it was a book all about neuroplasticity. And my background is biology. I love research. And this book, well-written, I mean, anyone can read it. It's, it's like good stories. But each chapter was different research on someone that had had crazy brain trauma and had turned around to like fully kind of get back 
to normal health and normal operation, uh, like being able to operate normally in life. And I said to him, like, what about neuroplasticity? And his response to me was, that is a theory. It is not proven. And with that response, uh, I was like, okay, we're done here. <laughs> because here I am reading a book, clearly more uh, on the cutting edge of what this doctor of mine knows. And I just said, you know, I'm going to figure out a way. And I will say, even though I was of the mind, I'm going to get healthy. I'm, I know that I'm going to get better from this. Um, his kind of dose of reality that he gave me that day did bring me honestly to my knees emotionally, because I thought, well, if this isn't ending soon, and if I don't have the answer and I don't have the solution, what can I do in the interim until that happens or until I heal? Because the depression, the anxiety, I mean, it was just, it was awful. You know, I was having panic attacks where I'd soak my shirt from crying so much. And I had nothing to look forward to in my life. You know, in your twenties, I'm mid twenties, early to mid twenties, all of my friends were off, you know, my group of friends were going, they were getting PhDs, they were becoming doctors, they were getting master's degrees. Um, and here I was kind of sitting on the sidelines of life and having no real clarity on would I ever be able to do something like that again? And, you know, to what level am I going to be able to function in the world again? And so any thought of the future made me very anxious. And honestly, any thought about my past just made me depressed because it was just slipping further and further and further away. So how did the shift in, in mindset for you play a, a, a crucial role in the journey of uh, post-traumatic growth? And what were some key mindset shifts that propelled you forward? Yeah, it was around this time. So as I was just kind of coming to grips with, okay, <laughs> this emotional state is not good. And first I just had to ask myself, like, are you going to stay? Like, are you going to stay on this planet? Are you going to make this work? And, you know, I had the desire to keep living. And I, I mean, I contemplated, which is an intense space to be. Um, but once I made that decision, it was like, all right, well, how, how are we going to get through this? You know, and to me, I look at life as a game. And I thought, all right, there's been new rules that have been put on my life, new rules in the game. How can I though operate within these new rules to still win? And to me, winning was being happy. And um, that was really all I was looking for. So I started to think about what can I do rather than what can't I do? And it's a subtle shift, but a big shift because my my time had been previously, you know, this isn't fair. I want to be able to snowboard again. I want to be able to earn money again. I want to be able to hang out with my friends. And I kept thinking about the things I couldn't do. And when I pivoted and I said, okay, well, what could make me happy right now in this moment? Let's not think about the future or the past. Let's be in the present. And what could we do that could bring joy? And, you know, every spiritual practice, it talks about being present, that that is the essence of it. And I was forced out of necessity into the present moment. And this is where it was like kind of the single point focus opened up everything for me. And in doing that and being able to focus fully on, okay, I'm here right now. What could I do with the people in front of me? Or, you know, maybe I can go for a walk with the dog or, you know, cook something, get creative. I found these things that I could do. And I found myself you know, shifting emotionally into a much higher frequency, you know, where I was feeling joy again, I was feeling happy, I was expressing gratitude to all the beautiful things that I now had the time and was able to do. So it's something that, you know, it, it was an internal switch. And I don't think anyone can do this switch for you. 
life, I think it presents you challenges and obstacles because it's kind of pushing you and pressing you to go inward to say, okay, <laughs> what's in here that I'm not paying attention to. And it's a chance for some beautiful things to come out. Like I learned a lot about myself, um, the resiliency I have, you know, the, the abilities that I, you know, kind of had locked away. I never thought of myself as a creative person, right? I was more left brain, like the analytical biologist. Um, but here I was having the chance to draw and to, you know, get creative in the kitchen. And it was totally different than any, you know, version of Danielle <laughs> that had been in existence up to that point. Um, but, you know, I, I, I wrote an ebook where I share an equation that it wasn't so clear in the moment, but looking back, you know, it's kind of like the summary of this time for me and what I now apply to everything in life. And that equation is this, you have the external world plus your internal response that equals your reality. And the external world, so much of it, we don't have control over. It showed up in this moment as it is. And so if we are resisting it, if we are refusing to accept it, if we're saying it's not fair, this shouldn't have happened, this shouldn't have been done to me, all we're doing is butting our heads up against a reality that's already right in front of us. And if that is your internal reaction, well, the reality you're creating is going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. So instead, if you switch your internal response to say, okay, it's not that I accept this. Like, I don't condone the drunk driver that hit me. I'm not okay with the fact that he hit me, but it happened. <laughs> so, so if I just say, all right, here's the reality, you know, I've got a brain injury. I've got to figure out how to make my life one that's worth living. That internal switch shifted my reality entirely. And what was beautiful is it then started to impact the people around me because as I started to be okay, Parents started to be okay. You know, friends were like, oh my gosh, it's going to come out of this okay. Even though physically I still had all the issues, emotionally I was making, you know, that, that inching back towards, you know, the Danielle, the vibrant, happy person that I had been prior to the accident. Wow. Yeah. And, and I, and <clears throat> I could kind of sort of relate. Um, so when I was 31, my wife passed away in a car accident. Mm. And I was, I was devastated. And then it was like one, one year after another, I reunited with my dad only to lose him. Oh, wow. um, lost two brothers, uh, aunt and uncle that helped raise me. And I was angry. I was angry. I was upset. I felt like, why me? Why is this happening to me? Me? And, and I didn't look at the aspect of, of listen, these, this is life. These are things you couldn't control. These are things that, just they have this is life this is what happens yeah and so when 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 that internal switch like you said came to realize like why are you so angry like you had no control over any of these things and yet you're so angry and 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 something like you need to let it go you need to move on you need to find your path and find your way and and i've been blessed to to find my podcast find my purpose and and explore and like you i didn't consider myself a creative person mm -hmm. and then i started podcasting and i started doing started graphic design started doing all these different things because i found myself it was me really allowing myself to to love again allow myself to really stop being angry allow myself to to get back to where i was at when i was with my wife which was on the path of self-development and growth and 
and I kind of let all that go away to the, to waste to the side when I was angry and I and I was dealing with the with my grief and dealing with everything I was going through. So I kind of understand when you say that switch inside of you turns on and and it's just and since it's it since I've switched to flip when since I flipped the switch, it's 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 night and day like. Yeah the way I feel about everything, the way I look at life, how much I appreciate things more and how much grateful, how much more grateful I am for the things that I do have. And, and they, and I guess I wouldn't want anyone to experience what I went through, but it's made me who I am. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, so someone asked me, do I regret anything? Like, no, everything that's happened to me happened for a reason. Mm -hmm. It it, it was the, it was, it was meant for for it to happen. And, and thank God I've I've been strong enough to overcome and and rebound and and get back to on that path to helping myself and really helping other people with sharing my story and having people come and share your story like yourself because you never know who needs to hear this you never know who needs to sit realize that listen look she overcame being hit by a drunk driver had to get back to trying to get back to something what you you thought was normal. It, 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 I couldn't. I can't imagine going through such a thing. And so, if someone can listen to this story or see this episode, and and look and look at that and be like, man, if they can overcome what they overcame, and 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 then I can do it. Then I'm able to do it. And so that's why I love doing my podcast, and that's why I love having guests on that that have inspiring stories because. Again, you never know who's out there listening. No, you never do. And isn't it beautiful that if all those things hadn't happened in your life and in my life, like we wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. I I truly believe that we are given gifts from the divine, whether your belief is in God, whether your word for it is the universe. I call it the divine. I believe that there are gifts put in front of us the passing of your loved ones, my car accident. I view these things as gifts. And with that lens, you kind of look at it differently. Well, why am I being presented with this? You know, what is this a gift for? What is it helping me learn? What is it helping me see? You know, who is it helping me to become? And when you start to look at life and, and, you know, I think it's when we go to the gym, we understand it. We always lift up, you know, heavier and heavier weights. Why? Because it breaks us down. And then we build stronger. Our muscle gets stronger. And I think in life, we forget that it's actually the difficulties. It's the hard times. It's the intense moments that break us down mentally, emotionally, spiritually, that actually are what then build us up to be stronger in all of those areas. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in a world that's a bunch of weak people. I don't want to be myself weak in those areas. I want to be strong mentally, emotionally, spiritually, so mm-hmm. that I can lead others, so that I can have a larger perspective on life. I mean, I never would have questioned why I'm here and what's my purpose. Like those words never would have come out of me if I hadn't had my accident. And I hadn't really contemplated like, what is this precious life that we have? You know, what is my spirit doing here? <laughs> And what this, you know, manifestation of Danielle, what is she supposed to be doing with this life? And I think we so easily can get distracted by, 
this external world. There's so many things for our mind to go get, you know, plugged into or numbed out by, whether it's, you know, alcohol or drugs or conversations or video games or the news or whatever. It's all these external distractions that are stopping us from having these really reflective moments and the chance to actually hear the inner guidance, to, to contemplate the things in the way that you have and I have why am I so angry? And is it possible to, to release this anger because it's making me miserable? You know, I had similar anger. And it's, uh, I think, beautiful when we can start to help other people see. Like, this is why I talk about post-traumatic growth. You're, you're a beautiful example of the same thing, where the trauma you went through actually opened you up to a bigger purpose, to more knowledge of your own self about this life. And I believe that we need to help other people kind of have the same, like rise to the occasion that's being offered, you know, because a lot of people when there's tragedy and I'm sure you had this around you, I feel so bad for you. It's so terrible what's happened. And, you know, they kind of, they think they're being helpful. Um, for me, those think those comments were not helpful. No. No. <laughs> and, and, and it's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. People, yes. It, 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 people are oh, Michael. It, and, and after a while, you get you're like, yeah, you're like, you're, 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 you're tired of you're like, all right, it's it's, it's like okay, I understand, mm -hmm. I get it, but sometimes it's just it just wears on you, and so it, it, and again, it's not their fault. They're not they don't mean it to like hurt you or anything like that. It's just that you eventually just get tired of it. You just get tired of hearing. Oh, and and because then after a while you start start thinking people like they they start looking at you as you're weak or or oh he's gonna just be so for me it was like yes I understood why people were like that but it was me I had to deal with what I was dealing with eternal and internally and, and really reflect on and like sit down and just look at my life I'm like listen yes you've suffered. A lot of loss but you're still here and what they would want for you to just continue to continue on this path now it's but it's now with everything i've gone through and everything i've experienced i know my my purpose i know i'm here to help people with my podcast and show them that regardless of what you've been through in your life there is hope there there's ways to turn your life around and, and and make it better but it, it it's with you it, it, it resides it resides within you it's it's how you look at life it's it's you the choices you make whether to be happy or angry or upset it's it's those choices that really make an impact and and i and i've learned that in the past few years with from from everything i've experienced and and with my podcasting journey, because I've gotten to speak to so many different people and yeah. learn and hear so many different experiences and realize that we are we all have a story. We all have things in our lives that have impacted us, but it's how we react and how we bounce back. And I posted something earlier about it. I posted a, a thread earlier about how when we were children, when we fell down, we always got back up. Why is it as adults, when we fall down, we tend to quit? Mm -hmm. 
and and, and it, it just and it just hit me a lot. It's just like because when you're a kid, you don't think about it. You just get back up. Yeah. But as well, an you adult, you, start, you, no, you, you think about like a baby that's learning how to walk. Yeah. How many times they fall down, and it is mm-hmm. never a thought in their mind to give up trying to walk. Yeah. It is just this inner drive to, you know, want to want to grow and want to figure it out. And I agree. I think as we get older, our mind, because our mind, is, it's it gets captured by fear, and we're not programmed to 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 realize. No, you have to fall down in order to learn. Like if the baby never fell, the baby would never figure out how to actually walk. And yeah. I'm sure you failed at your podcast. I'm sure you failed at a number of things, <laughs> you know, on this journey. And it's like, you have to, any successful person will tell you that that's what occurred. You know, you think about the light bulb. It's like, how many failed attempts were there at the light bulb before you got yeah. the actual light bulb? <laughs> you know, you got to keep going. And I, for one, believe we should celebrate these things, you know, for when you're watching someone going through a challenging time say, wow, like this is a chance that you're going to be growing. Like this is, this is lesson time. Like it's test day for you. Like you're learning something new about yourself and about life. And I'm so excited to watch you grow through this experience. You know, that's what we can do for other people. And then for ourselves, we can adopt the same mentality when we're going through tough things, we can say to ourselves, okay, what is this challenge making possible? What lesson am I supposed to learn? If this is actually a gift from the divine, you know, what is this gift? What is it giving me? And in that way, you just, it's a, it's a slight change in perspective, but you'll become like that baby where it's like, all right, I'm getting knocked down, but I'm getting back up and I'm going to (laughs) learn whatever I was supposed to learn because I have found, I don't know about you, but I have found that life will continue to serve you the same lesson again and again, and it will get louder and louder and louder until you actually solve it, until you actually learn what you were supposed to learn. Otherwise, you know, you're just going to keep banging your head against the wall. But the moment you go, okay, like, (laughs) you know, let me look at this through a different lens. Let me try and understand what could I be learning through all of this stuff. Life is not punishing me. Life is not, you know, this terrible thing. It's trying to be a teacher for me. And I'm just, you know, being a bad student. (laughs) I I, I guess a lot of us are being all bad, bad students because we're not we're not learning from these lessons and a lot of us are repeating the same mistakes over and over and over again. And and that's one thing that, um, I've come to. Okay. So I've, I've come to the fact that it, I don't, yes, it's a failure, but in my mind, I'm, I'm more looking at it more now. All right. It's a lesson learned. So do I now I, I cannot repeat this failure because I've already experienced it. So what do I do now not to repeat the same thing? Where do I have to pivot now in order for it not to be the same lesson learned? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know, the quality of your life is a, it's based on the quality of your questions (laughs) is one thing that I have learned. And when we start asking ourselves different questions about the reality that's in front of us, the way things are playing out, uh, it will cause us to to draw on different answers, you know. And honestly, the person you are today probably can't solve some of the challenges that get tossed in front of you. You have to grow into the person that that can, and that takes time. And you got to give yourself grace, and you have to realize it doesn't happen overnight. And emotional growth, you know, 
it requires sometimes support from from external people, from professionals. You know, I went to support groups because talking to other people that had brain injury, I found just really relieving because they understood it on a level that I didn't have to explain it. No, everyone that was around me tried to understand, but they didn't understand. I could talk to somebody with a brain injury and we could laugh about the ridiculous things that we would do. You know, that other people, it might make them sad to know that we were having those struggles. But for us, it's like, it's comical that like we're a mess so much. We leave the gas on, you know, and almost like have big problems in the house because we left the stove on. <laughs> but we're able to laugh about it because uh, we just we just forgot, um, you know, and then pro problem solve to help each other figure out like, OK, well, what do you do? So you make sure when you're cooking that you don't forget to turn off the gas, you know, like, oh, set a timer or, or do this or do that. Like just little things that we could help each other with. And. Like this human journey is not meant to be done alone. You know, we are all connected. We're, mm -hmm. we're meant to support one another. We're meant to be there for one another. I don't believe the answers are in the external world, but I believe it's support. I believe all answers come internally and you're going to get the inner guidance that you need when you start asking the right questions. But sometimes you need support from a friend, from a professional, uh, for somebody that gets it. And it's okay to ask for help. I, I had a hard time. You know, when I was going through my brain injury, because I've always been, you know, top at sports, top at school. And so I thought, oh, I'll, I can do this myself. I've got this. Like, I'll push through. And, you know, that I was that way for like a year until finally it's like life kind of broke me enough to go, Danielle, there's got to be professional out there. You know, there's got to be other people out there. And uh, why don't you seek, seek them and seek some help and seek some support? Uh, and I'm so glad you did because, uh, you're here now and you're, you're spreading a wonderful message. You're showing people like, listen, look at me. Uh, I, I went, had something horrible, suffered brain tra trauma and, and look at you now. You're, you're here on a podcast, telling your story and, and proving that doctor wrong and, and showing <laughs> him that and showing him that, listen, I, I'm not, I'm not going to limit myself to your beliefs. And that's what it was. It was you wasn't going to allow his beliefs and what he saw affect what you were going to do. You saw, no, I'm going to get back to to being Danielle, and and, and I'm going to show this doctor that your your your, your diagnosis was wrong, buddy. <laughs> well, it's not only that; it's like getting back and doing more. So I, I mean. I look back, it's now been 11 years since my accident. And I look at, okay, so what have I done with my life since then? And I was fortunate enough to come across a biotech discovery while I was um, recovering. And I had tried a lot of things. I mean, we, it was a litany of things we tried, a long list, and nothing was working. But I was convinced I would get better. So we kept searching, kept looking, kept asking. And I was introduced to this biotechnology called Redox. It is the thing, I believe, that switched my body into being able to repair itself. Uh, it put more communication in. They're, they're called redox molecules. They're the signals that the system needs to figure out where is their damage. And it will do something different in everyone because we all damage in a different area. But yeah. it's you drink it. So I drank this. And over time, it took about 90 days before I noticed anything. But I started to kind of come back online. Like I could feel that my brain was repairing. And once I got well... I thought, you know what, I, I can't go back into the world that I used to know. Like, I don't want to go back to the life that I had. I want to educate people about this because this is something that could help every single person. 
And it tied together my world. Like I had been, I got a degree in biology. So I understood the science. I had been teaching prior to my car accident. Uh, I was teaching sixth grade math through a program called Teach for America. So I knew how to educate. And then, you know, I had this incredible response to this biotechnology. And I thought, well, this is new and other people need to know. And I get the science and I can teach. So it's like amazing how life unfolds in a way, uniquely preparing us <laughs> for the next step. And it just kind of was this obvious step to take. And But I didn't know anything about business. I didn't know anything about any of anything, doing anything on my own. So I had to figure it out. I read a lot of books. You know, I just got connected with people that had done what I wanted to do. And fast forward now, uh, I have an international business. I did 2.2 million in sales last year with my organization. I have helped thousands of people with their health. And I look back and I just think, you know, it is amazing because because of what I went through and those dark moments that I had, you know, that's why I have this other side, this one behind me, because it's like the yin yang, you know, we have dark and light mm -hmm. and tree of life is in this. And I love it because it's in the dark times that you grow roots. Like during my recovery was when I was getting strong internally and like roots were going down in me that nothing else could have caused such deep roots to go. It had to be a very dark time. But then slowly, as I started to come out of it, you know, now it's like this beautiful tree, you know, and these branches that have reached globally. And it's all because of what I went through. And it cycles, you know, I look at that and I go, okay, you know, we cycle dark and uh, dark and light, right? Good and bad. And I know another cycle is, is always coming, you know, but I'm excited for it because it means, okay, this is more learning is about to come. You yeah. know? And then what's the next version going to look like? So uh, you just, you never know what life is preparing you for. If someone had asked me, right after my accident or even a year or two after the accident and said, this will be the best thing that's ever happened to you. And it really did happen for you. I, I probably would have punched them. I mean, like I could not see it, but now with perspective 11 years on, I can go, wow, like thousands of people would be in a different space with their own health. Had I not gone through this challenge with my health and what a beautiful thing that now I can, you know, reach out and I can help other people. And now I'm helping them help other people. And so this ripple effect, you know, we fast forward another decade. I don't even know. I mean, it just seems like I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Like, it's like, we don't know. Going, the, the, but it's the, gonna be beautiful. Listen, it could be the, the, um, the reach could be millions, millions, mm -hmm. billions. Who know? You, no one never knows, but that's, that's part of the journey. And like, and, like you said, it's had you not gone through what you went through, what kind of impact you could have you had now? Like the, the people you've impacted now are because of what you went through. Like the they they're they're where would they be at had you not gone through this this ordeal and gone through what you had in your life? You wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be doing this, the work that you're doing now, you wouldn't have impacted the people you've impacted now. And so, it, it, like I said, when I was, when I read your profile and I, I was like, man, that's an amazing story to be able to, to, to overcome this and, and, and just to be able to, and you, and you, and you can tell you have such great energy. You can tell that you love life. Anyone weaker would probably given up wouldn't have went through what 
when so this this story was meant this was your journey this was your path you were meant to go and and experience this because universe spirit whatever you want felt that you're strong enough to to deal with this mm -hmm. oh yeah i believe you know I, i've studied a lot of yogic philosophy a lot of eastern philosophy i think because of the questions i was asking i wasn't getting answers from more traditional means at least in the western world and mm -hmm. An interesting concept that the yogis believe, and I, you know, try it on. It's like you don't have to accept it as truth, but it's a nice, it's a nice perspective. The yogis believe that uh, you have you have a soul, and that soul travels lifetime to lifetime. Okay, so this life, I'm Danielle, but what they say is that your soul, before coming into this life, it chooses your family. It chooses the closest friends. It chooses other souls to travel in this lifetime with, to teach us our deepest lessons, to create the environment where we have to learn some very deep, profound lessons, because that's the point that our soul is at. And that's what we're looking for in this life. It's a very specific lesson we're looking to learn. And so, you know, whether you believe that to be truth or not, it's a really interesting thing. Like I think about the story you shared with me about, you know, losing your wife and your father and these family members. And it's how interesting if your soul actually had chosen, you know, the family and that your wife, how interesting that there was some lesson that your soul was meant to learn that they've, you know, kind of sacrificed a shorter life or whatever it was for them in order to help propel your soul forward in this lifetime. It is, I believe, an interesting mental exercise to kind of go into that space and go, well, how fascinating would that be? And how much love exists between those souls to have created that space and the willingness to be that teacher and to do that, you know? It's just, I don't know, to me, it, it humbles me and it makes me have deep appreciation also for the people in my life that have been the most challenging because I realize now, well, perhaps the sole contract, if you will, that we had before this life started <laughs> was actually that they would teach me a lesson to stand on my own two feet, to have a voice, right? Because I, I, my sister, she's a very big presence and personality and my whole life I've kind of like been shrunk behind it, but I think, wow, no, she was actually continually day to day, <laughs> giving me the lesson, if I was choosing to learn, to actually speak up, to be louder, to, to find my voice, and to be able to project it. She was creating the environment for me to have to learn that lesson. But for so long, I was angry <laughs> about yeah. feeling, you know, like she was kind of squishing me. And now I realize, no, 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 like she was actually creating this beautiful environment for growth for me. She is one of my greatest teachers in this lifetime. And I know that. Now, did my soul choose that before I got here? I'll leave that to, you know, whoever's listening to decide. But it's an interesting exercise. And I think we'll offer some different uh, different reasoning will come out. Like I said, the quality of your life is the quality of the questions you ask. And so what if that were true? What could that mean? I think will lead you down a, a different thought pattern. No, yeah, I, I, yes, right. Because prior, my wife is the one who introduced me to the world of self-development. She introduced me to the secret. She introduced me to mm -hmm. Abraham Hicks, all, all different times. Afterwards, later on, years later, it, it was, I realized it was her way of preparing me yep. for what was to come. Yep. And and so I truly do believe that, that that's the way she was prepared. Right? She introduced these, these books and these people 
into my life because that was her way of preparing me for what she knew was coming. And, and, and that was her way of preparing me to, to know that, all right, you're going to be fine with me at least getting you started on that path of knowing that there's teachers out there that can help you, mm-hmm. that can help guide you through life. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. She was giving you the tools and yeah. you know, sometimes we don't understand when we're handed certain things, but in yeah. time it all makes sense. And that's why I just, you know, I receive everything that unfolds now in life. I try to just receive it in whole, not having preference, you know, that I like this or I don't like that, or I wish this had happened and not that. It's like, you know what? I know that there is something happening, orchestrating beyond what my mind can even conceive. Cause I never could have conceived that a car accident could help thousands of people. Like I couldn't have made that jump. Yeah. So now I just go, okay, like everything is always unfolding for my highest and best good and for the highest and best good for those involved. And when I just keep myself with that mantra, with that trust, um, life becomes much more easy. <laughs> it becomes peaceful and it becomes something that I can surrender to and just kind of flow with rather than trying to like force it and control it and make things happen when, you know, my mind has such a narrow view on the potentials that actually could exist in my life. And when I'm in more open, the universe, the divine, right, can play in different ways. Yeah. Um, but when I force it into a tiny hole, it's, it's, it's no good. <laughs> Oh man, this has been great, Daniel. Thank you so much for being a guest. Uh, um, you now, right now, you get the solo screen. You get to plug away. Let them know where they can find you, where, where they can get the book, everything. Yeah, I'd say jump over to to Instagram and my profile. There's lots of links. Uh, you can learn more about you know what I'm up to. I'm always sharing about post traumatic growth. I absolutely love helping people to kind of see the bigger picture of what they're going through. Uh, if you're interested about the Redox technology that helped me to repair. Uh, very likely if it's resonating with you, it's because you were meant to hear it. Uh, lots of details on my page about that. You can grab my ebook, uh, free meditations, everything is there. Um, and if you don't do Instagram, my website is simply brainbodyself.com and you can access everything on that as well. All right. Thank you so much for being a guest. I appreciate it. This was great. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it was wonderful. Uh, don't leave just yet. Let me close out the show and you can chat a little bit off the air but uh but thank you once again yeah thank you all right everybody it's uh time for shout out shout out to everybody who tuned in live greatly appreciated shout out to the uh bs3 network for uh airing us live at 4 p.m central 5 p.m eastern standard time every monday tuesday and wednesday uh big shout out to my real wise fan poppy j brandy j love you guys big shout out to the boss lady love you and appreciate you babe And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out.